Hi, it's Dune here, your host and hype girl. And before we dive into today's episode, I want you to take a hot second to reflect. What's that passion, unique experience, or knowledge you have itching to be shared with the world? For me, it's always been about guiding you and cheerleading incredible women to start your businesses. So what's your thing? You see, everyone's got something they excel at, something they just can't stop talking about. And it turns out that one of the best ways to monetize those passions is through sharing that thing with the world as a digital course product. My life's work has been to chat with more than 600, 7, 8, and 9-figure e-commerce founders. And it's through those conversations that have led me to creating a foolproof playbook and my go-to guide for early-stage founders in the form of my first-ever digital program, e-commerce fundamentals. But it wouldn't have been possible without Thinkific. The beauty of this platform lies in its simplicity. Cute templates and a super easy to use editor. No coding headaches, no tech-induced stress, just pure focus on what matters most, the content. So if you've ever been curious about building a course to teach your passion, this is the way to do it. The genuine support from the Thinkific team turns it from this lonely, confusing headache into the most fulfilling and easy project. Go to the link in my show notes to get a free trial on me. This is Jordan Wynn and Sharon Pack for Female Startup Club. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Female Startup Club. I'm your host, Dune Roisin, and joining me on the show today are the two best friends behind the coolest wig company you've ever met, Jordan and Sharon from Insert Name Here, or INH for short. These two women were early employees of the beauty startup Colourpop, and after spending a few years learning the ropes at the wildly successful biz, they decided it was time to get out there and launch their own thing. After connecting with their co-founder, Kevin, in the DMs, they realized they had a really great idea in mind and got to work developing and launching INH. INH is inspired by pop culture celebs and trends, and they produce premium quality ponies, wigs, buns, and extensions that are full of sass and so much fun. In this episode, we're talking about the importance of building a sticky community, the time when mega celeb Ariana Grande wore their signature pony, how they're approaching marketing at the moment, and what initiatives are driving their projected $20 million in sales for this year. And while I've got you here, if you haven't done so already, please do subscribe, rate, and review the Female Startup Club podcast so you can get notified of our new episodes every week and help new ears find us. Let's get stuck into this episode. This is Jordan and Sharon for Female Startup Club. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Jordan and Sharon, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I'm so excited to learn about your business, insert name here or INH for short, and to learn more about your super fun brand. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. I want to go back to your life before INH and to talk about how you guys met, what you were doing before, and why you decided to even launch a brand. I feel like this is probably the best part about our story is um, how INH kind of, kind of came about. Jordan and I always joke that it's kind of the stars were aligned and we were meant to be um, partners and best friends. So Jordan's actually from a really small time town in Wyoming, and I'm from a really small town in Arizona. We both are were raised by single moms. Um, also have younger brother and an older sister, same family dynamic. We both end up at Pepperdine. And at Pepperdine, um, we were doing the same marketing classes, courses. We lived in the same dorm, um, but knew of each other, but weren't friends. Um, and then towards the end, Jordan was um, interning at ColourPop Cosmetics. But at the time, it wasn't ColourPop. It was like a third-party manufacturing company. And she was like, hey, they're looking for another one of me. Like, you should interview. But I was like, uh, I don't know about that. Like, I don't want to work at a startup. Like, I'm not sure. And I'm not really into makeup. Like, I don't know. So then <laughs> me out of desperation, I was like, I don't want to go back to Arizona. I'm just going to do this. Uh, do the interview. End up getting the job. And that happened to be ColourPop Cosmetics. Um, and ColourPop is one of the fastest growing beauty companies online. So Jordan and I were there. And then... We helped also build a couple other brands while we're under the Seed Beauty umbrella. And then we launched INH together when Kevin, our third partner, slid into our DMs. And he was like, what are you guys up to? He worked at BeautyCon. And we got dinner with him. And he was just like, are you, do you want to launch anything else? Like, what are your plans? Like, I know what you guys did at ColourPop. Like, let's do something together. And 
funny enough, at that time, Jordan and I had been going back and forth on business ideas. We wanted to do something together, but we weren't exactly sure what. And um, she was sending me crazy ideas like, we should do a sofa company. Like, we should do a Tupperware company. Like, just like crazy things. And we just were, were brainstorming. And Jordan texted me one day. She's like, I have it. I know what it is. She's like, wigs. She's like, what do you think about wigs? And I was like, oh, wait, I can get behind that. Like, I could see that. We started seeing a huge um, trend where girls were experimenting. For example, like Kylie and Kim, you never even know what their real hair looks like anymore. It's constantly changing every single day, but it's not accessible to her like a normal you know, Jordan and I, and she started ordering all these wigs off of Amazon and like testing out what was out there. And she called me, she was like, they're so bad. Like we need to do this. There's a huge opportunity here. We need to do it. So then INH was born. Oh my gosh. Wow. So cool. I love that you guys are like best buds worked together. You already knew you had the dynamic. I want to keep on the early days, even when you were back at ColourPop, to understand what were those early experiences like? What were you learning and what were you doing at ColourPop that kind of made you feel, I'm motivated to do this for myself one day and I actually have the inkling that I'm going to be an entrepreneur myself? I think that Sharon and I both realized while we were there that we really loved building things. I think that after we got to kind of witness and, and be a part of building multiple brands, we realized that there's there's definitely like an art and a science to it. And the initial aspect of like building a community and like making it sticky and then understanding like what people want to see and what they don't want to see, all of that part is where I think we kind of thrive. And so we had told each other for a really long time because when we first started working together, we actually didn't get along that well because we weren't like we weren't really friends. We had done a bunch of group projects together. But then when we got thrown into like the ColourPop environment, we were two of basically five employees for the first couple of years. And there was not a lot of structure. And so that's where we got our nickname Shorten, actually, that a lot of people still call us to this day because people in the office wouldn't know who was doing what project. So they'd be like, oh, just give it to Shorten. And so then Sharon and I would look at each other and be like, okay, who's going to do it? Because there was no like top down direction. So we ended up having to kind of like duke it out a lot at the beginning because we were both like very driven, very ambitious and very competitive. And so at the beginning, there was like a lot of stepping on toes. Obviously, you both want like the big project. But then what we kind of ended up realizing after like a few fumbles is that we actually have very, very different skill sets and very different strengths and weaknesses. And so when we were able to kind of figure that out and, and really like we had a lot of really real conversations with each other where we had to sit down and be like, this is not working. Like this is not pleasant. Like we're not enjoying our time. And we really had some like come to Jesus conversations where we made a lot of progress and we decided like, Hey, these are the things that you're really amazing at. And these are the things I'm really amazing at. And instead of like choosing who's going to do them, we'll either just be like, Oh, this is more of a creative visual project. or this is more of like a copy strategic project. And then like, we just started divvying it up among each other based on who was going to do it the best. And since we both really believed that the other one had really strong skill sets that were different from our own, it got really easy to be like, okay, clearly yours, clearly mine, clearly yours, clearly mine. And I think that's when we realized that I always say like sharing the yin to my yang. And I think that those experiences are what made us think like, oh, we should build something together because we did have a really special relationship of not only could we work really well together, but like we could fight really well together. Like we always overcame like any, any obstacles that came our way or any disagreements. And we always grew a lot from them. And so 
I think we both realize those are really special relationships that are hard to come by and who you work with is so, so important, especially when you launch a brand. And so, um, I think, I think a funny story too, at the very beginning, when I told Sharon to apply for the role, my mom had actually told me, she was like, Oh, instead of picking a friend, why don't you pick somebody who you work really well with? And so I'd pick Sharon because we had worked well in group projects and all of that came together very serendipitously because now obviously we work together a ton and thank God that was like the initial kickoff point shout out to your mom you have her to thank for this that's so cool and I think it also takes a lot of maturity especially like in your early 20s to be able to sit down and have those tough conversations and then to actually flip it on its head and totally empower each other to thrive in that environment and like both end up doing really well like climbing that ladder together and I imagine you know just the experience of working at a startup in the early days there's just so many critical learnings, I think, that's hard to replicate if you haven't worked in a startup and, and you don't understand the kind of hustle that comes along with it in that journey. Do you think there are any kind of key learnings that stand out for you that you were like, I'm going to take this from ColourPop and build this with INH? I think the biggest thing that we learned at ColourPop was the community aspect of a brand. Having a community is so incredibly powerful, especially a group that's going to go beyond the product. And with ColourPop, They have this insane, avid fan base who's just talking about ColourPop all day, every day. Like it's beyond the actual product itself. They're finding connection and relationships with one another through a brand and a product. And that was something that was like, we need to replicate this at INH because that's what stickiness is. That's what like your customers are going to go evangelize for you for the brand. It makes things so much easier. And then also just seeing how happy INH makes our customers has just been such a amazing feeling that I just knew that we needed. Can we go back to the beginning when you guys had this moment, you start talking to Kevin Gould, your third co-founder in the DMs, you start meeting him for dinner, this kind of thing. What happens next? Do you guys be like, yeah, we need to like get a friends and family around. Do we pile our savings together in a bank account and, you know, scrap our way through it? What's that early beginning phase like for you guys? I just want to know before Jordan talks, the first thing that happened was panic. Um, we were like, oh, my God. <laughs> Jordan called me the right after. And she's like, I shouldn't have told him our idea. Like, I'm so dumb. Why did I do that? Like, we both were just in absolute meltdown mode just because finding partners is really difficult and you're like getting in bed with these people. And most of the time you don't know them that well. So I think for her and I, as really young, we were in our early twenties about to go into deep waters without really any guidance. Um, that was the first thing was panic. Yeah. (laughs) And we weren't like planning it. Like it all just like kind of happened and it happened really quickly. So we weren't like planning on doing it. Like we had been brainstorming a bunch of ideas, but we weren't like, let's do this until Kevin basically reached out and then he was like, let's do this. And we were like, okay. And in a few months, it like from meeting with Kevin and telling him the idea, we launched a brand like months later, like I think four months later. And so it really was a big whirlwind. Um, luckily, Kevin has been the one funding the brand to date. And so um, that that was like super, super helpful. I think that's a big obstacle that a lot of startups probably struggle with. But we were really fortunate um, in, in having a partner like Kevin who was able to bring that to the table. Are you able to share any kind of ballpark numbers on initial startup capital that's needed to start something in, you know, D2C, product-based, e-commerce space? 
I think it really varies depending on the product. Um, our product, the cost of good is, is, I think, a little bit higher than many product categories. But we started off, we only did like a couple hundred thousand dollars as like the initial investment. And, and that was primarily all for inventory. And so we did like a really small order and we did it pre-Halloween, which was our all of our wigs. And so we just wanted to like get it done and get it done as quickly as possible. So that way we could have some inventory for Halloween. Um, but we did a very small order quantity. So that way we could kind of like test the market and see what people were interested in. And I think it also depends on like lead times too and like production lead times because it does take a while to hand tie all the wigs. Like it's like a two month lead time just for production. So it really depends what your actual product is. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And so, okay, so you launch at Halloween and you start just like telling your friends or how do you start getting the word out there and finding those early adopters of your brand, those early first customers who who really like champion you guys now out of the gate. It was friends and family and not going to lie. We were slightly disappointed with the initial, um, cause you know, oh, no. when you're building a brand, you're just like building to that, you know, starting line or like to that point where you just like want to go. And when you get to the finish line, you get there and you're like, Oh wait, nobody knows about us. Um, we're an absolutely nobody cares. Brand. Like, nobody cares. Like, I don't even know why we spent so much time to just get it. So, so perfect. Yeah. And that's like one of our biggest tips to entrepreneurs is don't be a perfectionist when it comes to launching a brand because there's just so much that needs to happen once you get to the finish line anyway. So it doesn't really matter as much. And just don't get hung up on it. Like I just know so many people who want to do it. They're like, I needed the perfect unit carton. I needed the perfect PR card. I'm like, no one's going to read it. Like you're not going to have like enough people to even send it to. Don't worry about it. Um, so yeah, I think that was just like a funny aspect of it. Yeah, for sure. Wow, absolutely. And I hear that a lot from female founders is like, if you didn't, if you're not like embarrassed about your first um, yeah. iteration, like you didn't launch soon enough. And I think people also forget there's like so much work in the lead up, but it really starts the day you launch, yeah. like having to go out there and talk to as many people as possible about your brand. You've spoken a bit earlier about building a sticky community. Can you describe what that is and like how you specifically did that, what the plan was and what you would recommend other founders do to achieve that? I think one thing that people often ask us about the INH community because it is super, super active. Um, and I think that one of the parts, like a lot of people are like, so what's like the key? Like what's the one key? And I think that high level, like it is a lot of like the nitty gritty, actually getting in there and doing it yourself work that a lot of people think there's like a shortcut for. Like Sharon and I respond to a ton of comments, all of our DMs, we're like constantly going through and liking like from our personal pages, from the INH page, like anybody who talks about us, tags us, um, even like IG stories. And I think that in the very beginning, that kind of like one-on-one -on -one interaction, not only are you going to really learn and understand the customer, but they're going to feel like they know you because you have been like so hands-on with them. And I think that that's one of the biggest misses of a lot of brands like startup or existing brands is that they don't have that direct like touch with their customers because it does take a lot of work and it is difficult to scale, but I think it pays itself back like tenfold. Like it's worth it's 100% worth it. Even commenting like when people respond to your Instagram post and they're just like cute pic or something like engaging with those people is really, really important. 
Yeah, for sure. And then it, you're building the loyalists that really love you and keep coming back and keep spreading the word for you. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I want to talk more about the specific kind of marketing initiatives you guys use to drive your rapid growth. Um, you know, you have a huge following now. You guys are doing seemingly like so many cool different things. You're in a lot of press online. What kind of initiatives did you launch or are you launching that help fuel that? I think a bit, Jordan can speak a little bit more to this, but I think a really important thing that we learned is building a brand six years ago is not the same thing as building a brand now you have to take an omni-channel approach. Like you need email, you need SMS, you need all these funnels running, like performance marketing. Without any of those moving funnels, you really can't have a brand. Um, so for us, it's just been going hard on every single funnel um, and capturing the audience on every level because we're just there's just so much noise in the world right now and you're just getting push so much content in your face all day, every day. So you have to have all these multiple touch points to make it work. Yeah. Our other founder, Kevin, always says like, we're going to chase these people around the internet. And I think that that's like a really accurate um, depiction of what we're doing. Because we're like, okay, we're going to give them an SMS. And then we're going to drop this email over here. And this influencer is going to talk about them. And so 
I think that people truly need to hear about the brand, especially these days when the barrier to entry of like just launching a brand is so low. There are new brands every single day, just like popping up like wildflowers. And so like an important part is to be a brand that they're hearing about repeatedly from a bunch of reliable sources. So that way they kind of understand like, okay, this is a legitimate brand that I can trust that I'm hearing like being talked about everywhere. So I think that's really important. I think though that that can be really overwhelming when you're very first launching a brand because you're like, oh my gosh, there's only like 15 channels. Like there's no way that I can kind of optimize all of these. So I think that if if you're just getting started, a good way to prioritize is I think social media is really important and like really easy. You don't really need to have some kind of like crazy skill set to get started. And especially if you have this touch point on your customer, like it's, it really is a learn as you go process anyway. Um, so I think social is really important to get going. And then I think getting your retention, at least like your retention capturing tools up, like your um, like email um, capture when they land on the website, your SMS capture when you land on the website, even if you don't have like a really elaborate email or SMS platform built out yet, it's just important that you're at least like retaining all of that information so you can reach back out to these people later. So I think those are kind of the the really important ones. And I think after that, you can kind of decide if you feel more comfortable going in the performance marketing angle or more influencer angle. Um, I think that they both kind of have their, their weaknesses and strengths. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think for you guys was the step change in the business where you were like, yeah, we're seriously onto something, you know, it's all picked up either through influencer marketing or through um, something like performance marketing. What, what were those moments for you guys? Um, I think I have a couple for me that I was like, oh, well, holy cow. Um, one of them was Ariana Grande <laughs> wore our ponytail in her In My Head music video with Vogue. And it was really cool because we worked with her hairstylist and we worked with Vogue and they asked us for hair pieces, but like, it didn't sound like it was like guaranteed, guaranteed. So we sent it and then like, we didn't hear back from them for months. And then like one day there, her video goes live and we were in the credits and everybody started sending it to us. And we were like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. So that was a really big moment for sure. Holy moly. That's crazy. And that must've just been like, you know, that thrill of like, yeah, we're onto something here. If Ariana Grande is wearing our hair, like we got this. Yeah. We're like the pony queen. <laughs> the ponies are in her video. Like that was really crazy. And then I think another really big moment for us, um, was when we initially launched, we got a ton of support from like a lot of our influencer friends who who we've met and like kind of grown with over the years. And um, but a really major beauty influencer is Desi Perkins, and she's really well known for her Halloween looks. And she's like famous for them. Like everybody looks forward to them every year. And um, for Halloween last year, she like didn't even tell us, and, and she just ended up wearing our wigs in every single Halloween look, and they were so epic. Like every year, she gets better and better. So this year was like especially epic. And and that was a really big moment for us as well. That sounds so cool. Also kind of to kind of branch off of the moments that Jordan has kind of touched on, we initially launched with six or seven wigs and one ponytail. And we thought wigs were going to be the biggest part of our business. And I think a big aha moment for us was when we started really seeing that one hero product come to life. And then we started really focusing our efforts on that one hero product, which is our clip-in ponytail in Mia. And, and that has opened an entire category of ponytails for us, which is one of our biggest, you know, obviously product categories. Uh, so I think that was probably really... Um, monumental just because we saw that it was resonating with people on a deeper level. Yeah, I think it's like a matter of 
right timing as well, given that there are all these huge pop stars that we look to who are having these really cool hairstyles. But another thing that I thought to myself, which I'm sure is the case of why people love the the pony is because how easy you guys make it to put in. I, I'd never really understood how you put those in your hair until I was actually watching the videos of how, you know, the videos you have on like TikTok and stuff of the girls actually putting them in to show the the step. And I was like, oh, okay, this makes so much sense. And I love it. It looks almost easier than wearing a wig. A hundred percent. That's also one thing we realize is when we first launched it, everyone was like, this is too much. This is like too much work. It's like, it's a little extra, but then the ponytails actually save time for you. And it's a lot easier. It makes doing your hair fun and easy. So I think that's one thing that we're really working on changing the conversation on is like, we're here to save you time and make your day, like start your day quicker. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a cheat kind of. And I think Sharon's totally right that it's so easy to apply. It literally takes like seconds. And it's kind of like, if you, I think a lot of people with like cooking or something, they're always really discouraged to like take on this big recipe because if they, you put in all this time and at the end, it doesn't look good. I think these are like fail proof because when you like, it's always going to look good. Like I, I really don't, I, it's like rare that I'll have a bad hair day. I can just pop it on and like, it always looks good. And so I think that that's a nice thing about it is it's very DIY. Anybody can do it at home and it always looks good. And so it's, it's like a good combo on the pony. Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about um, partnerships and how partnerships have helped you guys grow. And if that was something that you learned at ColourPop and brought forward, or if that was just you guys being like, yeah, we're just going to do lots of partnerships. Um, I think that partnerships, well, it's interesting because I think partnerships have been going on for a really long time. Sharon was just reading a book uh, about like Bobby hundreds and, and how important partnerships were for them. So I think it's definitely been like a concept that has been out there for a while. I think that social media in the last five years have like really elevated what it means to like do partnerships. Um, but I think that they're definitely really, really important for any brand. Um, it's such an easy way to work together and in a mutually beneficial partnership for, for both brands, um, to access new customers, to add something like a little bit new and unique. Like you can either do something simple, like a collaboration, I guess that's the more advanced. You can do something simple, like a giveaway, or you could do something really advanced, like a collaboration. Um, but there's so many different ways to work with, you know, other brands or individuals. And I think that it definitely brings a lot to the business. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I saw your recent collaboration. Um, I've just forgotten her name, but it was on your Instagram and it was looking, yeah, it was looking really cool. She looks amazing. What are you guys doing now in your marketing that's working really well for you? And where is the business, you know, today? I think there's multiple things that are working really well for us at the moment. We have a really, really strong product pipeline and one thing that's really kind of in our favor is we're in a category where there aren't that many options and there aren't that many brands. So a lot of the products that we offer are kind of, it's like a new, it's like an innovative product. Not a lot of people have access to it. So I think that's one thing that works really well for us. And then number two is we have this extremely sticky community we call them the INH babes and it's like a Facebook uh, private VIP group. Um, and in this INH babe group, they're just talking about how much they love INH and they're showing each other their collections and they're uplifting one another. And I think that's probably my favorite thing is that they're cheering each other on. Um, we have a lot of stories come out there being like, Hey, I'm a busy mom. I just had a baby and I forgot to take care of myself. Like I forgot what it felt like to pamper myself. And I recently invested in some INH 
buns and ponytails. And I feel so beautiful. And I'm so grateful for this group for encouraging me. Things like that is just like, like, wow, you know, it's, it's a, it's a feel good moment. And we have a lot of those moments that are happening. And then Jordan can speak a little bit more on this side, but our retention funnels have just been, I just, a lot of brands that I talk to, they're not even touching SMS. SMS is the way to go. Like the conversion rate on SMS is just wild. And we're just constantly A-B testing new platforms and optimizing, optimizing, optimizing. Even our website, we're working with an optimization agency and they're showing us like, hey, like add a order bump here um, at checkout. This will help you increase your AOV. Little things like that. Um, I think that's working in our favor. We're really flexible. And I don't know if it's because Jordan and I are from like startup background. We're like very fearless when it comes to trying things out. And if it doesn't work, you just cut it. If it works, you just go even harder and you optimize it even more. But yeah, that's kind of what's been working for us. I think the other thing that's been really unique for the INH team that's been working well is that we have a really young team. Almost the entire team just graduated college or are still in college. When we first started hiring people, it was literally me, Sharon, and Kevin. Um, and we had like two other hires who had had jobs like previously, more, more senior hires, and everybody else was an intern. And I think that having like a lot of really young people on the team who are really like ambitious, I always say they're baby entrepreneurs, I think is really helpful because they're really innovative and they're always thinking like, like outside of the box and they're not coming from like another background where okay this is like how you do something they're literally just like freeballing it I'm like and we should try this and i think that that's like makes the marketing like really unique and fresh yeah they haven't been molded and like groomed is the wrong word but they haven't worked in a company where they've been groomed into a role they're able to just like be fresh with their ideas and thought process that's really cool i love that your baby entrepreneurs <laughs> um when you mentioned this SMS marketing, what do you mean specifically? Like, are you just sending out text messages or is it a text message chat where people reach out? What is it? We have like a multi-pronged approach on um, SMS. Uh, we have, and, and like Sharon said, we've tried a lot of different platforms because it is like the wild, wild west right now with SMS because it's so new. Um, right now we're with Attentive and they've been a really good partner for us. They, I, they've been building out a ton of new features, like they're optimizing really quickly, but we're pretty deep in our flows. We have a lot of auto triggered flows for like pretty much any instance that SMS provides right now, which is like browse abandon, cart abandon, um, post purchase. And then we also do a ton of campaigns, but we do a lot of A-B testing. Like every single message that we send in email and SMS is, is A-B tested. And we're always A-B testing either um, like something like send times or the actual content, like picture, no picture, like how strong is the CTA? Is there no CTA? Is it coming from Sharon? Is it coming from like another customer? Um, so I think that we've had a lot of big learnings there and the return her message is insane. Like you're making like probably 20 X right now on, on the cost per message. And so they're doing like really, really well. And it's been a really fun platform to kind of play with, especially because not, there's not a ton of people in SMS yet. Wow. That's so cool. That's really unexpected. I, I wouldn't have thought that like SMS would be like such huge returns. It's so interesting. And yeah, really cool that you get to play around with all the different kind of campaigns and stuff that you're sending out at the moment. What advice do you both have for women who have a big idea and want to launch their own thing? I think for me is just go for it. Like this is like the classic, just do it. Um, you could so easily get stuck in this 
I'm so scared of this. I'm so scared of this. Like, what if this happened? What if this happens? Just jump in the pool and you'll figure it out as the days go on. Mm -hmm. And I think knowing that, um, like those fears are, everybody has them. Like even when Sharon and I launched INH, like I, I know Sharon was really scared. She got over it a lot faster than me. And, but it took me like a, a while. Like it, it is really, really scary to start something new and like make a jump in a different direction. And I think that when you kind of accept, like everybody feels this way, I think it'd be like really rare for an entrepreneur just to be like, well, I'm not even like worried about it. Like <laughs> that's just not going to happen. And so I think that realizing that the fear is like totally normal. And then when you jump into it, like giving it your all, because I think that at the very beginning, when you're launching a brand, like it takes all these little baby steps and it's like, it doesn't actualize into like this big thing. Like it's not like you're just like making hundreds of dollars or even hundreds of dollars like it, overnight. It Like when we first launched INH, we were doing like a one or two sales a day for like a month. Like it was, it was like pretty minimal. And so it's like takes all these tiny, tiny building blocks and it's like so slow to like kind of come to fruition but you just have to believe the entire time that what you're doing is making a difference and like not get like lax and and just be going I know everybody said like entrepreneurs are working 24 7 and it's the truth and so you really have to like commit and believe yeah and I think something that's like super critical in the thinking is just compound effect. Like if you just take those small steps every day, eventually like things are going to start to like snowball. But if you don't take those small steps, then of course there's nothing that's going to snowball Mm -hmm. for sure. We are up to the six quick questions that I ask to every woman that I speak to. Usually when um, I have two co-founders on the show, I'll just run through the six questions like with you, Jordan, for example, and then Sharon will go afterwards with you. So question number one, Jordan, what's your why? My why? Um, I think I love building brands and, and building like, I'm going to steal Sharon's why because I know we haven't probably the same one. <laughs> um, but I love like the, the building, like the sticky aspect and like interacting with a customer and, and like the surprise and delight of learning who they are and what they want and then making it for them. For sure. That's nice. Question number two is, and we've kind of touched on this already, but what's been the number one marketing moment that made your business pop? Yeah, I would say, um, like I said, the Ariana Grande was really big. And then I think when we first kind of like hacked our performance marketing, we were like, okay, like (laughs) we get how this works. What do you mean when you hacked your performance marketing? I, on paid marketing, um, like Facebook and Instagram marketing, it takes a little while to like figure out what you're doing because the content that you need is like so particular for each brand and so different for each brand. And so we started off with like a really small spend and then we were just doing like a bunch of testing and it, it like wasn't really like taking off until it did. And then, and then it made a really big difference. Got it. Cool. Amazing. Question number three is where do you hang out to get smarter? I try to hang out with smarter people just generally. My boyfriend has a ton of really smart friends. Sharon and I have some, some, some smart friends. Um, and we also reach out a lot to like other founders or other business people, just like cold turkey to see if they'll be our friend. Because I think that just talking to other people in the space is, is the best thing you can do. Agreed. <laughs> Story of my life, yeah. what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Question number four is how do you win the day? And that's around your AM and your PM rituals that keep you feeling happy, motivated and successful. I think one of my biggest things is um, taking time 
to go on a walk in the morning with my dog. I think a big part of that is because then she's like chill for the day. So I don't have anxiety. Um, but then also having a cup of coffee. If I do not have my coffee in the morning, I'm like a zombie throughout the day. And then the whole day I'm thinking like, wow, why do you suck? Like, why are you so like, just not engaged? And then I have a coffee and I'm like, oh no, you're fine. You just use the caffeine. Um, so I think that's really big. And then getting enough sleep. I am such a baby in every definition. Like I have to get eight or nine hours of sleep and people always used to be like, that's insane. But I'm like, no, if I don't get eight or nine hours, then I'm just not like happy the next day. But we're both the same. We're both completely out by like 10 PM, like no texting, no responsing. Like we're just completely unresponsive, but then we'll both be awake by like five or six. Oh my gosh, that's so early. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was getting up at five. I'm the same though. If I don't sleep eight hours minimum, I mean, I'm pretty rough the next day. And also if I sleep like a really like less than six, for example, I feel like nauseous. It really like rocks me. I'm I'm pro on the big sleep factor. Yeah. Question number five is if you only had a thousand dollars left in your business bank account, where would you spend it? I think Sharon and I saw that maybe he sent this question or something and Sharon and I were like, wow, that's tough. We were really going back and forth on this. <laughs> it's going to be hard because a lot of our questions are going to be similar, but I think we both were like, I think we would do influencer marketing um, because the cost is technically just like, like if you're just gifting, if you just did the cost to go to the product um, and you made sure you gave it to people who were for sure going to post it, I think that that would go the, the farthest. Yep, for sure. And question number six, last question is how do you deal with failure? And it's around your mindset or your personal experiences. Mm-hmm. I think that I don't, I don't know if it's like a cheat, but I feel like I don't really like believe in failure. I, I think I'm somebody who um, I rebound very, very quickly and I don't ever like think about something as a failure on my part. I think of it as just like a learning and I'm kind of like, Oh, well, that was like, that was maybe a, a big one or a steep one, but I don't ever feel like I failed in something. I think that you're like always growing and learning and, and to, to tell yourself that, that you failed would just be being really, really hard on yourself. And so i I try to give myself the benefit of the doubt and just, well, that was a big learning curve. Love that. Amazing. Thank you so much. Sharon, your turn. Question number one. My turn. Pretty challenging. (laughs) (laughs) What is your why? Like Jordan said, the why is definitely the community aspect of it. But I think also number two, and I I could probably speak for Jordan too, because we talk about this all the time, is just growth. We both love learning and growing so much. And every day we just learn something new. Um, When we both started iNiche, like we didn't know what the P&L was. I remember her and I would be texting and be like, what is a PNL? How do you read this? <laughs> um, so the growth and learning aspect is just, that's my why. Like, I love it. Love that. Mm-hmm. And another one that I bet Sharon and I would both agree on is the team. Oh, yeah, the team. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We love the team. Yeah. How big are you guys now? We have about like 15 to like 20 people now. Oh, wow. Cool. And lots of fun vibes, I bet. Yeah, we have an amazing team. Yeah, it's really fun. And like I said, like everyone's really young, so they're very moldable and like receptive, and they take feedback really well. And then they also have that like, fiery energy. So whenever an example is on launch days, we treat them kind of like we're like launching off a rocket ship, and we'll like count down until launch day. And everyone's like giving updates, like X people on the site, 
X people on the site. Like we're blah, 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 revenue. We're going to love. So just like a very fiery, passionate energy. Yeah. You, it sounds like you're all in the trenches together, like really into it. Yeah. Question number two is in your opinion, what's been the number one marketing moment that made the business pop? I think the number one marketing moment for INH has just been the love and support from the influencer community. They have just been such rock stars. And I, and I also think a part of it is because of the product offering itself. We just have a very unique product and there just aren't that many brands out there offering it. Um, and a good example is for beauty brands, influencers have hundreds and hundreds of products and brands that they could pick from. But from INH on the hair side, there's only so many. Um, so the love and support has just been amazing. Yeah, that's so incredible. And I think developing a product that influencers naturally gravitate towards is just such a key thing to, you know, maybe you don't think about that in the early days, but like looking back in hindsight, it's just like incredible. Question number three is where do you hang out to get smarter? Instagram. Um, I'm constantly DMing people. It's completely fearless. I don't care. Um, Shameless. Um, But I'm like DMing big entrepreneurs and CEOs. Like an example is Tony Co. She launched Nick's Cosmetics and she sold it to L'Oreal for $300 million or something crazy like that. And she's like a fellow Korean entrepreneur, fellow female. Um, So I just cold DM'd her and was just like, I'm a huge fan of you. I really look up to you. I would love to meet with you. And she DM'd me back and we got coffee and now we um, hang out quite often. So Instagram for sure. Love that. And I love going in with that, like the no fear of rejection. You're like, well... Worst can happen, they don't reply. (laughs) Question number four is how do you win the day? Um, How do I win the day? Sleep, sleep early. I'm a really early sleeper. I also wake up really early. Um, That one hour to two hour period in the morning when the world is basically asleep has just been such a blessing because you could just get really concentrated focus in. Um, I feel like during the day when you have meetings back to back to back, it's really hard to really focus in on anything. So I get a lot of my deep, clear thinking done in the mornings. You're part of that 5 a.m. club. I am. I am. I wish I was part of that club. (laughs) (laughs) Question number five is, if you only had $1,000 left in the business bank account, where would you spend it? I feel like Jordan already mentioned this. We actually talked about it. Um, 100% just gifting. Um, Also, I think one key with gifting is just don't cold ship anything Build the relationship. If you only have a thousand dollars, like you wanna you wanna hope that they're for sure gonna post it. So for example, is there's this beauty brand called Esker Beauty out there, and they actually um DM'd me and I DM'd them back and I was like, wow, I really love what you guys are doing. Like body care is like really popular, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, We would love to send you a package, blah, blah, blah. They sent me the package. I love the product. I DM'd them back. I'm like, I really love it, blah, blah, blah. And then they DM me back and they're like, we would love to do like an affiliate thing for you. And I was like, honestly, like you guys are a small business. Like I don't even want a commission off of it. Just give me a discount code and I'll try to convert people for you. So, cause I truly believe in the brand. Um, so building that relationship where I get like this FaceTime and like personal connection with the founder has just been, I think it's just super powerful. Absolutely. For sure. Question number six, final question is how do you deal with failure? So I don't really deal with failure because I'm a constant fixer. It's my my toxic but also positive personality trait. Um, it's extremely exhausting for the people around me, but um, I'm constantly fixing, making better, optimizing. Um, so there's no such thing as failure for me. It's just a learning curve. You get on with it. And also hot yoga 
has been kind of been my personal self-therapy where I get to talk through a lot of my emotions and feelings with myself where I ask myself, like, why did that bother you? Like, what about that? Can you do better next time? Things like that. And then after I feel it's just so much better because you're just not emotionally charged at that point. You're not emotionally charged at that point. So yeah, hot yoga. Love that. Love it. Wow, you guys, thank you so much for being on the show. I have loved learning about your brand and everything that's been going on. And I'm a big cheerleader on the sidelines for what you're doing. Um, So thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Oh, and what products should everyone be checking out on your website? What's the number one bestseller? Um, I'm going to say the waiver, which is our newest or our first hot tool. And then second is our clip-in um, Lola ponytail. Amazing. We will be sure to link them in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Have a good day. Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash hype club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash hype club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. (laughs) 